This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, it's my time to smile. How are you, my friend Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, Cover 3 podcast moderator? What's up? I am doing extremely well, though I am feeling slightly bad, and I'll tell you why. Why are you feeling Just- good? I realized as I was preparing to join you, something I'm always excited to do. Right. I go back and I, you know, look, look back over our last interactions. Oh, and I was like not, you watch I, film. I, I was not <laughs> able to tell you when you requested how we got to a ninth year of eligibility for Cam McCormick. <laughs> so if you've got the next 30 minutes, I can detail you. And it starts with the pandemic. Right. It's, it does start with the pandemic. Obviously gives them that was a free year. Uh, but the way I look at it, it's he had three years lost to injury. Correct. That were that gets us plus the the COVID year gets us to he's able to play a ninth year. It's amazing. Twenty five. Get a job. Gosh. <laughs> and he, my, my favorite thing about the whole uh, 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 was it Cam McCormick because it would be Cam tight end at Miami uh, is that he wants to play in the NFL. Like yeah. he's gonna be like already qualified for his pension. No, obviously I mean, not. But I, I haven't checked Life Wallet stock, <laughs> but I would I would guess he might be making more at Miami than he's going to in the NFL. It's just good good luck. I mean, you know what? Good luck. I got no problem with that. There, I think the biggest upset was that there was no uh, two year mission because a lot of times you'll do a two year mission, but you're not like there. You're not playing. Or you're not even on the roster for a couple of years, somewhere like in uh, in a foreign country. Uh, yeah, he has had team issued sweats for now eight years, and he will have team issued sweats for a ninth year. You do you. Every I, I don't want to yuck his yum. I, I'm sure he's <laughs> loving it. Uh, a couple of things I definitely want to get to. I, I uh, yeah, Cam McCormick, um, the Atlantic Coast Conference, and I believe we have more to be released today. Uh, doing the slowest rollout of a football schedule in the history of rollouts of football schedules. Uh, on, I think it was Monday night, we released just the opening week. And then Tuesday night, I guess that was last night or yesterday, they released the Thursday and Friday games. Maybe it's just me. And I do pay attention to schedules. Uh, Good and bad. But if you're going to have a schedule rollout, maybe there should be more than three games worth highlighting in all of the games that you are rolling out. Is that just me being a little harsh on the ACC? Because other than Clemson, Georgia, Miami, Florida, Florida State, Boston College, we have a hostile team and we're shipping the game to Dublin. None of the other games matter. They're all throwaway games. No offense to Carolina and Minnesota. That is the weakest rollout ever. I. So why do you do it? Like I, it's content, right? Right. You know, if, if we spread it out over three days, then guess what? We are talking about it for three straight days. Personally, my content decision making on the Cover Three podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give me the full schedule. We'll talk about it Thursday, right off the top. <laughs> We ain't doing it on Monday. We ain't doing it on Wednesday. You give me the full schedule, I'll be able to have some big-time takeaways. I will push back on the North Carolina at Minnesota uh-huh. 
and that's where I'm I am prepared okay. to put way too much meaning into that game. Okay. Because going away is going to give that team an opportunity to start a year with a lot of uncertainty away from everything. And you weren't away from everything when you were in Charlotte. You're right. still surrounded by everything. If you're in Chapel Hill, you'll, you're still surrounded by everything. I think it will be very interesting to take the temperature of the 2024 Tar Heels in an uncomfortable environment because what has been you know, uh, a popular refrain, if not totally factually true, is that North Carolina, when things get uncomfortable, doesn't always have the best response. Right. So we could have one side of it, which is they respond very well. No, there's nothing about Minnesota that says that Minnesota is an unwinnable game, and there's nothing about playing at Minnesota that is so hostile that you don't think that North Carolina should be able to overcome it. So if you win it, you're like, okay, This is a good way for a team with a lot of unproven players and new roles to be able to respond. So I, if they lose, then of course you, you're checking out on the season, right? You overreact (laughs) all the way the other way. Right. But I I would say that in that opening slate is all the, you know, the, the few details that we have gotten have come out. Just the fact that North Carolina in its first year of the Mac Brown era, without a surefire NFL quarterback under center, Mm -hmm. um, just to see that that's going to happen on the road, I think is an uncomfortable environment and one that could be revealing in terms of what the Tar Heels expectations should be during the season. See, that's very football-y, right? And, and it's, it's, it's smart. You're, you're 100% right. All of those things that you said about, um, you know, indicators about what North Carolina may be and all of that. But the schedule reveal is about sizzle. Right. That's what I look at the schedule reveal for, because even if let's just say Notre Dame is going to be bad. All right. We'll pretend that Notre Dame is going to be bad. North Carolina playing Notre Dame in the opener, even if it's an 0-12 Notre Dame team, that game's got sizzle. So, hey, we got that. There is virtually no one <laughs> other than North Carolina fans and people like you who are into like this, this game might have, you know, be a big indicator of North Carolina. There's just no sizzle about UNC Minnesota. Uh, there is sizzle between Clemson and Georgia, obviously between Miami and Florida for not only Miami, whether they're good or not, isn't a, as a TV attraction, Florida, whether they're good or not, that's an in-state rivalry, and it's ACC-SEC. Those games have sizzle. Florida State, Boston College doesn't have any sizzle, but at least it's a league game, and they're shipping it to Dublin, and it is Florida State who doesn't want to be here. Uh, they're like Dante in uh, in Clerks. Clerks, I'm yes. Not even supposed to be here today. Um, but you and Danny Cannell and everybody else that loves to keep score of the ACC versus the SEC <laughs> – You've got to be dialed into Virginia Tech Vandy. You know, that's one for the scoreboard, all right? You know, we'll be looking at Miami, Florida. But if you get the Virginia Tech Vandy win, (laughs) then you're coming out undefeated. That says the ACC needs three teams in the playoff. That's your overreaction (laughs) right there. I can't wait for that. And and a North Carolina win over Minnesota would be, uh, we're better than the Big Ten. 
too. I oh, mean, and, we have to Stanford, keep all. Yeah. Stanford beats TCU, and now all of a sudden you're better than the Big Twelve too. But it won't matter at the end because Florida State will be down to their second string quarterback, uh, and they won't go to the playoffs even if they're thirteen and zero. Uh, because Boo Corrigan, uh, well, never mind. I don't want to blame everything on Boo Corrigan. He wasn't the only voter uh, in that room. Um, yeah, I just wanted more out of that schedule re- re- reveal. But, you know, my feeling about it is that the ACC overschedules anyway. And we don't get anything for overscheduling. Even if you do well against it, apparently, you don't get anything. They, there's no prize for having more non-conference games against Power 5 leagues than any other league. Uh, and the ACC has proven that over and over and over again. But we pat ourselves in the back. You get that and all of the academic honors that the ACC trots out in press releases ultimately don't mean a whit when you get when it comes to football. Yeah, you have always encouraged you have always encouraged the ACC to take the Iowa State men's basketball scheduling model. <laughs> no, no take play. the SEC model. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. You play one, one Power 5 non-conference game, and it doesn't even have to be a good one. Mm-hmm. That's, what did Michigan do in the non-conference this year? Didn't matter. I'm not saying it should have mattered, right? But the, the teams that it... The, I think you're looking at a league-wide approach where you're the Virginia Techs, the Syracuses. Don't like need those, it. Yeah. Those are the teams that you I've always understood you are encouraging them to play cupcakes because then it you just naturally, by having a zero in the loss column, show up in the rankings. And if you show up in the rankings, heck, we've got four teams in the rankings, mm-hmm. and only two of them are really – you know, in this big national picture of being in the playoff race, but because they're five and zero, they're six and zero, then they are just getting boosted. It gives an overall reputation that ends up helping that one or two team if they are a conference champion. Like that's the reason why I say Iowa State men's basketball is that's the allegation is that they play a bunch of Ken Palm number three fifteens in their non con. They beat them all by a bunch, so all their efficiency numbers are really good. All their computer numbers are really good, and then they enter the Big Twelve where everything's a Q one game, and it's like <laughs> what could go wrong? So <laughs> right, win enough the- of them and you look good, right? Yeah, if you're if you're the ACC, then you know you just you fluff it up for everybody but those teams that you think that are going to be playing for the big big spots at the end, and those teams like Clemson, for example, will be playing Georgia, and they will. My prediction is that Clemson will lose. Yeah, but Clemson will have an opportunity in that game to at least make a statement on what it can be in a way that could help the Tigers down the line. Other teams that are not named Clemson or Florida State should not be seeking out those kinds of opportunities no not not against not against those teams uh you know virginia tech vanderbilt that's ideal that should be virginia tech's only power five non-conference game that's it satisfy the requirements do the least you possibly can 
uh, that ultimately makes the league uh, look better, whether it is or isn't. So Jim Harbaugh, while he is actively pursuing NFL gigs, is also looking for a contract extension with Michigan, but it's a weird negotiation. Ward Manuel, the AD at Michigan, wants Harbaugh back. Like, mm-hmm. or either he wants him back or he would willingly accept him back based on the way they have played uh, over the last several years. And obviously they just won a national championship. How, how complicated is this based on what he may ask the two, the, the NFL, you know, does the desire to get back to the NFL and the potential sanctions from the NCAA? Yeah, so we are looking at potentially a $125 million contract. It would be an extra nine years uh, at about $11.5 million per year, according to reports. Um, I think you and I have had discussions where your belief is one that has echoed a lot of places, which is that, well, the Chargers have been cheap. Michigan might be able to win a bidding war. They could. Like if there's any college, if there's any university athletic department, and also NFL franchise where you might think the NFL franchise would lose a bidding war. It's the chargers and it might be Michigan, (laughs) but Jim Harbaugh is requesting it. And Dennis Dodd uh, put together some uh, reporting for this. That's available on CBSports.com right now. He is asking for something to be put in this contract before he signs it, which would permit him from being fired for any penalties that come from the two active NCAA investigations into Michigan football, the first of which being from uh, recruiting violations during the dead period for COVID, and the second being the the allegations of illegal sign stealing. Not sign stealing, it's not illegal, but illegal methods of obtaining signs. So, you know, the way the NCAA rules are written with the head coach responsibility clauses, it'd be very easy for Jim Harbaugh in either one of these cases to end up with at least one level one violation. What Jim Harbaugh is trying to get into this massive, massive contract is language that would permit him from being fired for cause as a result of these investigations. I have gotten the sense that Michigan probably, I think a lot of Michigan would be okay with that. Whatever. He just delivered a national championship. Mm-hmm. He just delivered three straight Big Ten titles. This is a peak in our history, and we haven't had many of those since World War II, right? <laughs> right. Plus, Seriously, plus we what? have not had many peaks like this since World War II. So, sure, whatever. He, he can have whatever he wants. But I don't know if all of the Michigan leadership is on board with that. I think the power struggles between Jim Harbaugh and Michigan leadership over the last several years might be coming up again. And um, I'm curious about whether they really are just willing to totally bend over for everything that Jim Harbaugh asked for. So I mean, those are the discussions that are happening literally right now. So here's my, my big picture question about this is first of all, he served a three game suspension at the beginning of the year for the first set of problems, right? Uh, and he served a three-game suspension at the end of the year for the second set of problems. Not that that was, would ever be enough necessarily, but what is the appetite with the NCAA to really put the hammer down on Michigan? Now, I could understand if, uh, if this were, I'll just use Iowa. I could understand if it was them. We ain't losing if we eliminate Iowa 
from the equation. Again, NCAA different than because they don't really have a dog in the football fight. Uh, I just feel like the stomach, the appetite for really hammering Michigan, they might take some scholarships away. And even if they took him out of postseason play for a year, I mean, honestly, Michigan can survive that. Uh, but if they keep Harbaugh for nine years, don't you think that a lot of what we have seen over the last several continues? All right, step one. Michigan, uh, NCAA might not have the appetite for hammering Michigan in the way you're talking about it. I do think they have the appetite of hammering Harbaugh. I think the enforcement department is annoyed, ticked off, and insulted. <laughs> okay. By, seriously, I mean, he was misleading investigators. Totally. He lied, he lied in an NCAA investigation. Yeah. Allegedly. So I think, do you know why I know this? Because the initial plan heading into the 2023 season that Michigan and part of the NCAA had sort of agreed to was like a plea deal. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll sit for right. a game. And then the NCAA enforcement was like, nope, you can sit. But this, we do not agree to this. We're going to adjudicate this all the way. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to put more. If Jim Harbaugh is back at Michigan, I think he will face more games for the first set of violations. And I think that whenever the second investigation comes down, I think he'll, he'll face more penalties for that. I don't think they're going to hammer Michigan because the NCAA enforcement department is not into bowl bans, right. vacating wins, or you know they might take some scholarships, but it's more likely they'll take away the number of recruiting days that a staff okay. can have. They are not into punishing players, but they will hammer coaches. And I think the NCAA does have interest in trying to apply pressure and punishment on Harbaugh, uh, given how defiant he was um, for them uh, over the last couple years. Chip Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast, CBSSports.com. I'm going to tee up next week right now. Okay. We're going to talk Drake May and Jaden Daniels. We're going to talk about Dion, year two in Colorado. Okay. And we, uh, and we might we might even branch out onto the PGA Tour. <sighs> wow. We're here. We're here. Wow. So Hey, listen, I was looking at the CBS golf schedule. Yeah. It's pretty good. CBS has got, I mean, like outside of the players. When, when isn't it good? Because the contract has them trading a couple tournaments. Oh, Okay. Yeah, there's a couple tournaments that uh, are like CBS or NBC alternate years, but whatever happened with the cycle, I mean, it is, it is. They take some time off for March Madness. We right. get a little run right now, but when we come back with the Masters, it's like Masters basically to the end of July. Outside of U.S. Open Players Championship mm-hmm. and the Open Championship, most tournaments of significant are CBS. I was getting fired up for it. We are. We should all get fired up for it. Um... We still have Rory. And we might have Nick Dunlap at some point. Uh, All right, sir. I will uh, talk to you next week. Sounds good. Y'all be well. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.